Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. This is Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. This podcast is designed to bring you actionable tips from extraordinary educators. Each week, we share best practices, ideas, and stories from extraordinary educators to help you thrive. And we're super excited to have an extraordinary educator with us here today. Before we dive in and talk to him, we just want to say, again, our thoughts and commitments are with educators and students everywhere impacted by school closures right now. We hope that this pre-recorded episode provides a smile and a reminder of the critical you critical work you do every single day, no matter where you are teaching from. And we also invite you to visit curriculumassociates.com slash at home for resources K-8 for reading and math and family support to support learning at a distance. So without further ado, we are going to introduce to you Kyle Cantrell. So Kyle, if you just want to tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you teach, how long you've been teaching, that would be great. Sure. Um, well, thank you guys for uh, having me. I'm very excited to be on. Uh, I am in the middle right now, uh, as we are on hold, but I'm in the middle of my six-year teaching. I've taught fifth grade for uh, the past four years and fourth grade my first two years in education. Prior to that, I was an educational assistant uh, in reading intervention for two years. So I've had a total career in education of eight years. I teach now at John Pittard Elementary in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, fifth grade math and science. I absolutely love what I do. I love my kids. I get to, to teach two classes worth of students. So I've got around 40 kids uh, that I get to uh, that have the honor and the privilege to teach. And uh, it's, it's amazing. I love what I do. And uh, they make me love to come to work every day. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. So Kyle, tell us, how are you doing <laughs> in this <laughs> new world that we found ourselves in? So um, describe kind of how things happen for you at your school and what are the steps that you took to start to begin to teach your students virtually? When we initially found out that we were going to be out of school, it was initially, I believe, for a week. So mm-hmm. we were you know, in touch with our kids, we utilize Class Dojo. So messaging to parents and constantly communicating is something that we do on a regular basis. And just telling the parents initially right away, my first thought was, well, you know, I don't know what you have at home, but if you have access, you can get on to some of the online tools like iReady and you can just continue on and then we'll see where things go. And now we are in, I believe, our third and a half week out of school. Um, and it's, it's still been like that. We have, uh, we have been just pushing digital resources out to parents and families who are able to access the internet. We are also this week, our district took an initiative to present, um, certain number of paper copies of everything that we have put together and leave them outside of the schools, uh, for parents and students to come pick up on Mondays. And they are weekly resources that we're pushing out with reading and math, social studies, science, some STEAM initiatives, and everything can be done at home. And it is a mix of both digital uh, items as well as uh, paper and pencil items. 
So everybody, it's very equitable, equitable for everybody to, uh, to have. And it's been fun. Um, we've utilized Class Dojo in a way where the parents who are able to, they take pictures of their students' work and send it back to us for feedback. So nothing, obviously, we are doing is being taken for a grade. We are offering feedback. Um, and then I have students who will message me from their parents' accounts asking for help with something or who want to show off their own work. Um, and that's been really the main way that I've been communicating with my kids. Uh, recently, I started, just like the rest of the world, um, got on with Zoom. And <laughs> we, have been, uh, we have been trying that out. And it's, it's kind of fun because I've had a couple of students take me on a tour of their house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say this. You don't realize, I, I think initially a lot of people don't realize how important school is to our students. Um, yeah, I was on with my students yesterday and I wanted to do about a 15, 20 minute check in, just whoever could join, join on, we talk, we say hi, and we get a little bit of FaceTime. It was over an hour and 20 minutes later and they were still telling me, no, 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 we don't want to end the call yet. Um, I had to end the call because I needed to go eat lunch, <laughs> but they... <laughs> They were very, very eager and very excited to see other students from the class who they haven't been able to see, to see and talk to me. And it wasn't an hour filled with just me constantly teaching. It was riddles and jokes and, <clears throat> you know, what have you been doing? What have I been doing? Showing off pets. I mean, just everything and and the relationships that we built this year to, to at this point in the year kind of have everything taken away where we can't have that daily interaction. Um, you, you realize how much of a family that you really are and how important it is for the students to see you every day and how important it is for us to see our students every day. That's, that's something that I've really, really missed. And when I told them yesterday, you know, Hey guys, it's been three weeks since I've seen y'all. A couple of them got a little sad, <laughs> but um, but I made sure to tell a, a couple of lame jokes, and they were like, "Okay, we're we're good." <laughs> are you planning on keeping that up um, now that you saw that how successful that was? Are you thinking of doing it daily, weekly, or what's your plan with that? Well, I, I initially told them that I wanted to do a, a weekly check in, and they asked if we could do it a few times a week. So I mm -hmm. think I'm I'm probably since. We did it yesterday. I may do another one tomorrow. I was thinking of doing it every other day or at least twice a week just to check in with them and see how they're doing. Um, Wednesday will probably be the first check-in day. They can get their resources that they need at the beginning of the week. We push those out on Monday and they'll be available at the schools on Monday so they can go and do that. And then by Wednesday, if they have questions or need help, I can jump on and then maybe jump on again on Friday to just check in with them and see how they're doing. I think yeah, it's so, yeah. Go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> it's so important. You can just echo what you were just going to say. I mean, just how to stay connected. I mean, we've been talking about that a lot and the importance of even if we're apart, right, um, having that check-in time, having that FaceTime with the students, having the ability to have them share and connect with each other is like, so critical. Absolutely. And they yeah. enjoy, too, talking to one another. Um, they utilize the Zoom chat feature. <laughs> and we're typing riddles in and just messages and just being silly. And I think that's part of what I miss the most because I, I've always told my kids, you're probably never going to have another teacher like me because I try not to take myself too seriously. Um, we are very structured in my classroom and, and I need that structure as much as my kids do. But one thing that 
I really enjoy is that we can break away for five or 10 minutes and just tell jokes or laugh or I'll, I'll try to act older than I am. And like, I don't know what YouTube and, and stuff like that <laughs> is. And they really enjoy it. And it, and that relationship, that daily relationship, I miss it a whole lot. And I think that, that they did too. So it's, it's been a lot of fun to see them and to have that back. And I hope that, uh, that we can continue that. And I would love to continue it multiple times a week. Have you thought about maybe recording little videos of yourself that do they have? Can you send things like that through Class Dojo or do you have another platform where you're able to start to send any content to them digitally? We, it's funny you mentioned that last year I had a couple of students tell me that I needed to set up a YouTube channel and record myself teaching things. And I kind of, it's a little over my head. Not that I couldn't do it, but that I didn't know if anybody would watch it. (laughs) So (laughs) not the way of everything, um, right? Like, is anyone listening right now? Right, (laughs) right, right, right. So, and, and and I thought about that as soon as we've, transition to that home learning I was like those kids last year actually you know they were they were ahead of the time they knew that uh, that I would probably need to record myself one day so I've thought about that I don't think you can do that through class dojo but I know that through things like Flipgrid um, and I I think through Google uh, Google Classroom you could possibly record messages and um, lessons I know you can record stuff on a, on a post in class dojo, but I can't record anything and like message it to individual parents. It would just be kind of a broad lesson. One thing Mm -hmm. that I have thought about doing is assigning a video to watch to my students and then recording a video of myself, asking questions, noticings, wonderings, and then just having them respond in a comment or a message. And it just be something very short and sweet, Uh, Mm -hmm. something that could be maybe a 10 minute activity. And that's something that I've told my kids on the video chats is, you know, school is school. I want you to enjoy this time with your family. I know you're stuck inside. I'm stuck inside, too. And just have a little bit of education and then take a break and then come back and have a little bit of new education and then take another break. Don't feel like you have to do what we do all day in the classroom and sit there at your desk and, you know, have, have kind of that structure. But I do know that they, they love stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I I am going to start doing that next week because they have my, when your students tell you, Hey, can you do this for us? That is, that's super powerful to show what they really want and what they value instead of me trying to not force something, but just be like, you know, you have to do this when it's requested by a student or a group of students, that's really powerful. I think it just shows too, like what the norm is for them, right? Like we take for granted the classroom culture where everyone's just interacting with each other and, and the positivity and the, just the social emotional piece. And that's what they're craving. And you don't realize that till it's stripped from you that that's, that's just what they want. They just want to hang out and see you and connect with each other, no matter what it's about. And they probably miss you teaching them amongst a million other things. But I think now more than ever, we realize like, children are spending most of their waking hours in a week at school with you and with each other. And when that's, when that changes, it's really, really hard, which is why I think the structure part that you mentioned is so important too, which is also why it's this uh, time period is particularly difficult for families or families that have jobs or students who thrive on structure. They know what they're doing at 10 PM on Thursday. And when that's taken away, it's, it's confusing and, and overwhelming. So it's great that you're able to provide both through print and digital 
activities for them to do and then some some different stuff so they can feel a little bit like, oh, there he is <laughs> with his corny jokes, <laughs> you know, and just bring some sense of normalcy back. Yeah, and I and I know that a lot of teachers um, in our district, all the teachers in our district, are doing a great job of interacting with their kids and pushing out resources that are unique to each school. One thing that we have really enjoyed is a choice board, uh, pushing out a weekly choice board, and our uh, our board has twelve things on it. Uh, one of those, obviously, is get your uh, forty five minutes on iReady. And then there's things like, you know, we just want you to move, get out and move for 20 minutes. If you have the ability to run around the yard, run around the yard. If you want to do jumping jacks in your living room, do it. Uh, We've got a, you know, a research component where, you know, maybe research a famous person or research something related to science. And then there's another section for STEAM where they can watch a YouTube video or go on and do an assignment and create something like a Rube Goldberg machine or something like that. Just stuff they can do around the house that's fun because that's one thing that I've always believed that education should be fun. It shouldn't be the old way of you sitting at your desk, not moving until lunchtime. Uh, You need to get up and move around and interact. And if you're able to do that at home and have fun with it, then that needs to be what it is now. You need to enjoy what you're doing and not feel like it's work. Um, You know, as teachers, we want to love what we do, and we want to have fun doing what we do. And I want my kids to feel that too. And I especially want them to feel that now. Um, You're speaking our language. That's (laughs) (laughs) amen. Um, So talk to me a little bit, talk to us a little bit more about the choice board. Do they get um, entered in a contest if they finish like like a tic-tac-toe board? Or how does that work? So it's a grid, it's a four by three grid, and there's just the 12 options on there. And we recommend if you are going to complete it to complete at least half, that would be ideal. But since we are not enforcing any of this and it's, they're just resources meant to do at home, they could do one, they could do 12. We just want to give students and parents, especially parents, the option of here's all of this stuff that we have. Here's all of these resources that are vetted. Uh, we, and I, I say vetted, meaning, you know, we, our team has put time into this to say, what are our students going to enjoy? What aligns with what our district expectations are right now? And we want them to just have the freedom. Uh, like we, I, I would hope that all teachers would in the classroom is just kids to have the freedom to control their own learning. And what better time than now than to give them a, an array of choices and say, okay, Here's your choices. Go. There's things that we want you to do. There's there's fun things in there that may not be completely educational, but are allowing you to enjoy uh, the time you have at home right now. Uh, for next week's um, activity, there are a couple of math tasks we're throwing in with our um, resources we're sending home, and I've centered it around fractions and baking. So both tasks are aligned to baking cookies, and then part of the task is if you have a favorite recipe of something you've ever Uh, baked or cooked with your parents, send it to me. Um, If you actually get to bake it or get to, uh, you know, cook it with your parents, send me a picture of it. Tell me how it tastes. Maybe I won't mess it up here at my house because I'm not, (laughs) I'm not that great of a cook, but I can try. Um, So just something like that, that's fun where it is educational and then it's okay. Well now, you know, if you, you've done this math task on cookies, let's go bake some cookies. Let's go have fun with it. And just doing that, I think is Something we can't do in school because as much as I would love to bake cookies at school <laughs> with my kids and and have that ability to go beyond uh, what your typical 
math task or your, you know, your requirements for your math standards are. I think that's what's important right now is to let them know that you can still connect what we're doing, what we've done in the classroom to the real world. So when we talk about it, now they can actually go put it into practice. You know, I love that so much. And if you're open to it, we'd love to have um, put a link to what an example of the choice board looks like in our notes so other educators can see that. But I've read so many things about how, what are the implications of things that are happening now going to be in the fall. And I really think that a choice board is an empowering activity week starter for any time. And I love, there's lots of research that shows that if students feel control, if they're able to choose their own learning, then they will be a lot more engaged. And I would also like to add, I think this time is very important that educators can see that they can experiment. And I would love to see you bake cookies in your math classroom, because why not? I think that as educators, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, We were both, we were both teachers and And it's really interesting because right now the state assessment's been suspended. So even if we'd go back to the classroom, it'll be really interesting to see how educators can continue some of this freedom and creativity and things that they've always wanted to do. Because what matters is the students seeing that fractions is baking. I mean, I've been watching Nailed It. And people don't know the difference between a (laughs) tablespoon and a teaspoon. People don't understand how to um, act. I mean, I know that they hire people for that show because they can't bake, but it's a really essential skill. And I think that if students can see baking and cooking is everyday life. So that application of fractions in real life situations is where we ultimately want them to go. So why not have that all the time? So Mm -hmm. I just... Thank you so much for all of that you're doing. And it sounds like you're really joyful and it would be great. I would say, I would love to see your YouTube channel. So in all your spare time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you wanted I've, to create I've a YouTube, I subscribe. So if I can figure out how to do that, I will absolutely uh, share that link with you. I'm, I'm sure your fifth graders can help you. <laughs> yes, ask, oh, they, ask your yeah. students. They, my students could do a better job of setting up and producing YouTube videos for me than I could. I know that without a doubt. So yeah, oh, maybe we'll, invite them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will. I would absolutely invite them on. But we'll link everything in the show notes that Kyle has shared, um, the apps that he uses, Flipgrid, Class Dojo, um, anything else that he sends along so that all of our listeners can access them too. And thank you so much, Kyle. It's so so refreshing just to hear this. And I think when all is said and done in 10 years, this is the stuff that your students are going to remember, right? They're not going to remember not being able to do certain things. They're going to remember that time that their teacher told them to bake something or that they got to choose what they do in the morning. And and that's what what really matters. So Or help them become a YouTube star. Yes, that that too. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you guys for having me. This is Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. So where can they find us to find out more? You can check us out on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIready. That's M-Y-I-R-E-A-D-Y. And again, for now, tons of resources for you and families, now both in English and Spanish. And there's also brand new math, reading and writing resources up there for grades K to 8 at curriculumassociates.com backslash at home. And we will link those in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for listening. So until next time, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.